Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Football Social Daily. Premier League Updates. Hello and welcome to Friday's edition of Football Social Daily. It's almost time for another round of Premier League action and there's even some Friday night football tonight with Norwich taking on Watford. So uh, make sure you sort out your fantasy teams before 7 o'clock deadline because you'll miss out on those points if you uh, if you forget about it. Speaking of fantasy football, we'll have our very own fantasy football guru Kieran Howley coming in later to give his advice if you are struggling along in your fantasy league. Uh, I know a few of you are out there, you've been moaning on about how he didn't triple captain John Lundstrom last week, but who, whoever would. And to join me today uh, in the studio, we're going to look at uh, a fairly Liverpool and Man City dominated weekend. So to do that, we've got a Liverpool fan and a Man City fan in the studio. We've got Liverpool fan Steve McNaughton. Yo. Yo, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just tried something else, you know, from a greeting from yesterday. How old are you, I immediately regret that. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to try something new now and again. What a great way to start the podcast. Yeah. Oh, you should have that on as like an audio clip on the end of your emails. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Uh, and also we've got Man City fan Adam Brown as well. Hiya. I'm going to go for a standard hiya. Oh, I don't yeah. dare do anything more flamboyant than that. Oh, well, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, so obviously because we've got a Man City and a Liverpool fan and they're playing each other this weekend, um, let's start with the biggest news of the last sort of 24 to 36 hours. It's a very strange quote by a certain Sadio Mane who has been talking to The Guardian this week and it, it was genuinely, there was a few questions about whether this quote was real because of how sort of shocking it is, like surprising and strange to say this. However, he's came out and he's been talking about the accusations about him diving because obviously he's won a couple of penalties in recent weeks and he's he's been pulled up on another one as well for going down a bit easy. So let's read you the quote. It's He, he was asked about his diving and he said, If it could be a penalty, for sure I will dive again. If the dive will give me a penalty, then I will do it to get it back. Why not? But what Jürgen said is correct. I do not dive. Steve. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Yo, <laughs> Steve. What the hell is he talking about then? I have no idea. I think it's probably a bit tongue in cheek. 
when he said it. Um, because what he's not said is that he'll take a dive if he feels a bit of contact on it. So he's not really put a massive amount of context into it for me. Um, it's just, I just don't, again, I said on the podcast yesterday about managers and players making certain comments. I just don't think it's something he needed to say, really. I just think it's added fuel to the fire for the weekend. Um, if, if he does go down, it's going to raise all kinds of questions. And I think the VAR is going to be reviewed even more stringently as as a review of that. Um, because if anyone's going to go down in a box, it's going to go to the eye in the sky, isn't it? And we're going to have kind of, you know, that little delay and multiple angle views of stuff that, that yeah. happens. And I just think that it's if you'd asked him today, if he'd say the same thing again, he'd probably say, actually, I wouldn't. I think he probably regretted saying it because it was just a bit silly to me and unnecessary. And that's the only thing I can I can say on it, really. I can't really fathom why why you take that approach with, with it, really. Well, the thing is, I think certain players, obviously, you know, they get a reputation as well, mainly from being players that are perceived to be, you know, divers more than others. But when you're saying comments like that in public, it's not going to be great for him because surely... Even inadvertently, it's going to make referees maybe take more notice of him. Of course it is. Do you know what I mean? You go, oh, he's the guy who says he's going to die. <laughs> All right, okay, we'll keep an eye on him a little bit more. But the thing is, I mean, you'd think to yourself, with obviously VAR now and a lot more kind of video technology being into in, put in football, you'd think that it's going to be something that's stamped out. But it's not been stamped out, I don't no. think, really. No. Not as much. All right, maybe it's going to be act as a bit of a you know, um, deterrent from for players to die. But when you've got someone like that making them comments, it's a bit of a... Bit of a strange one That's to me. Just, that. It's got to have been tongue in cheek the way he said it. You know, we've seen the print of it. I mean, I've not actually seen any footage of him saying it, but I, I just can't get me around it. It is. A, it is a strange one, isn't it? Because <clears throat> excuse me, it is a strange one, isn't it? Because I, I was going to ask: is is any part of it because English isn't his first language? Is is there a small part of it that's lost in translation because Possibly. he clearly contradicts himself? Yeah. And that's the thing. He said, like, I would dive, but then Jürgen said, what Jürgen said is correct. I, 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 I'm not a diver. That, that. E- even in a sort of lost in translation way, things normally get lost in translation if you say one thing and people assume you mean another because of your, you know, whether you're French or you're Spanish or whatever you are. This is like a complete contradiction. So he's completely said two opposite things. And it's that's what baffled me. I, I just can't. Yeah, I can't get, there's strange. not going to be a referee he, he in, he in might Holland have, who's, who's not seen this thing. He might have realised halfway through that <laughs> what, what he Possibly. said. Possibly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He goes, yeah. yeah, I would dive. I'm not a diver though, but yeah, uh, yeah Jorgen said what. Well, do you know yeah. what I mean? Some, some team have a bit of a yeah. you know, slip of the tongue and really try and re- rectify it. But yeah. I mean, it's not a great comment ahead of the ahead of the game on no, Sunday, it's, but it's I don't a, think. It's just so kind of pressurised already Sunday. You can feel it, you know, that, that, that it's palpable, the energy, you know, that, that's coming from Sunday. And I just think that... Um, he might have been, you know, there might be something in the language barrier. Like you say, it's not his first language. He might have been led into it by a clever journalist. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know. But it just, it is bewildering and it's just crazy and it's unhelpful. And I just think that everyone connected with Liverpool will probably be thinking, oh, why have you said that? You know. Are you suggesting there's an agenda against against Liverpool in the no, media? No, didn't say anything of the sort. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kind of said, you know. trying to catch him out. Just, no, I've not said them words. I just think that, um, it, like you say, because of the contradiction that, that is in there and, and an immediate contradiction in it, it, it's, it don't make any sense. And, you know, I can't get my head around it and can't understand it really. But it's, I haven't got the benefit of seeing a bit of footage to see 
how the conversation's gone down and how he's being led into it and what's been said after it. So I don't, I don't know. Well, there are players who will clearly are still happy to dive. So it's just the fact that he said it is more shocking. Yeah, but is, he's still, yeah. people still do it. Do yeah, you know what I mean? The, so it's just the fact that he's been so blasé about it. And yeah. let's have it right. You know, and if a manager's talking to his to his strikers or whatnot, if he's saying, if you feel a bit of contact in the box... You know, you, you've got to go down. And there's no point in pretending them conversations don't happen. But it's like the, the un, unspoken words of the dressing room, isn't it? What's said in the dressing room stays in the dressing room. Yeah. And I think it, it's, it's just been a bit too transparent about things, maybe. I'm just kind of, you know, speculating and trying to understand the position that he's been in when he said them things. And it, and it is really difficult because it's such a strange the, the thing is, you situation. Know, diving's one of them things where, you know, there's such a... Uh, you know the shades of, of grey around it, and you know what constitutes a dive, how much contact was there, and all that. And I think in recent years we've seen an increase in you know ex players being quite candid about the way that they were on the pitch. Sometimes oh you know oh slightest bit of contact, I'm going down, I'm wearing a penalty. Exactly. Yeah. It's know. easy to say that though, that isn't it, isn't it when you've you've retired and there's yeah, no, that's true. no retrospective action. Yeah, yeah. but right. when you're currently <laughs> yeah, but when you're a current Premier League player, yes, yeah. then it's suddenly wow, you just don't say that. You know, when he's yeah. retired in ten years, you can come out and say I dived every week. Go yeah. Like, yeah, well, know, it's all right now. Yeah, Jurgen was telling me to dive every week. Yeah. And I felt a little shirt tug <laughs> or a bit of contact. Yeah, but it's just the like say you can say too much, can't you? Yeah. And I think it's a case of that really. And I think it's um, I think the authorities will be keeping a close eye on that situation. That's what and I, I think. think um, you know, any VAR review on Sunday, whether it's City or whether it's Liverpool. It's going to get a much more thorough check than it normally would do, especially if it's Mane in, yeah. in, in particular making the comments because it's it just opens up the referees to so much criticism. Mm-hmm. Again, if they if he if he even if he's legitimately is a bit of contact, maybe previously, I mean, could they have gone up? Oh, that have been a penalty, but because of the comments he's made, could the referees be a bit more? Well, it's the guy who's admitted he's diving. So <laughs> yeah. uh, as he died, you just don't. And in a game with so much at stake, it's not helpful for Liverpool. I don't it's, think it's been a week of stupid comments, though. Uh, I mean, it started with Pep saying what he what he said last week, and then you think that Jurgen has got a chance to take the the moral high ground and not respond in in, in the way to it. But then he's come out and said, "Oh, you know, I'm not going to talk it, about Man it? City." And then he's just said about the tactical fouls. Yeah, said to the guys just there in the podcast, didn't need to say it. So. The, the nerves around both camps, uh, they've all managed to do their own heads in, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. And and it's just, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. And, you know, I think they're both going to be quite cagey on Sunday, mm. you know, if I'm honest. Okay, moving on to putting you in this situation. Right, if you were a Premier League footballer, would you, and you sort of built up a reputation for, for I use reputation very lightly in that sense, but... Would you be like, yeah, I dived, referee got it wrong, and you give me a penalty, so what? Is there a sort of, could you be as thick-skinned as that to then just say, yeah, well, it's up to you lot to, to stop me diving because I dived? Do you know what I mean? I know what like, you mean. You know when like, Harry Kane, a few weeks ago, he said, like, if I feel contact, I'm going to go down because I've been badged in the back, whether you think it's on, whether you think it's a penalty or not. I've still been touched in the box and anywhere else it's a foul. Is there is Mane being clever as if as if he's like, you know, yeah, I'm gonna go down. And what? Because <laughs> you say because then <laughs> Am I under police caution? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you go, are you willing to do anything for your team to win? Yeah, I'll dive, I'll try anything to get a goal, a penalty, an advantage for my team. I don't care what I'm, I, it does. 
I'm just gonna, I want to win at all costs. Exactly. And it's up to the referees to go. That, you broke the rules there. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Absolutely. Would you do that? So that means you'd be, you, you know, you're gonna if you're if you're going through a couple of players, maybe there's not contact, but it looks like you think there's a couple two defenders, one each side of me here, close. I've not the ball. I'm not gonna reach that ball. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I think. I'm gonna pr- go. Probably. Pre, I think I would. Pre this season, you'd probably be more inclined to do that. Yeah. If it got you a competitive advantage, because you're relying on the referee or the, or the assistant referees to see what's gone on. Mm. Whereas now, with the camera angles everywhere and and the technology to kind of actually rewind it and see where your footing's been and and what you've, you've got to be really careful. And I think. A dive will just probably be be picked up immediately. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot of players getting booked for simulation. Who was booked for simulation at the weekend? I can't remember who it was. Um, they thought he'd got a penalty. And the referee, it might have been an Arsenal player. Well, Zaha went down in the it box. It was Zaha. And, but he, it, that was the one that got overturned. So he got was the that, penalty for that. Yeah. So, but originally, the referee booked him yeah. for diving. But then VAR said, no, he hasn't dived. It's a penalty. Right, that enough. was in the palace. Uh, it, like I say, it's it. There's been these kind of incidents over the last few weeks, but you, you just can't. I don't think you can. You can do what players previously would have done, which we have said mm-hmm. we would have done previously, mm-hmm. um, because you, you, you've got eyes from everywhere looking at you now. And I think if you do feel a bit of contact, yes, you will go down. If you see a trailing leg, like the guy did in the uh, City game the other night, yeah. Um, you know, whereas that that guy should have been booked for me. Uh, yeah. You know, Bravo, Bravo. Is that what his name was? Illich? Yeah, the guy who went down. And- the thing is, it's a good point, really, what Steve makes in, in the way that now there's, there's so much more scrutiny on, on the players in terms of, you know, it's not just the referee now, it's the, the whole team, it's the, you know, the, the video, yeah. uh, you know, backup that they've got. And you think to yourself, actually, Mane's comments, when you think of it that way, they're probably not as bad as they would have been a couple of years ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, now, because yeah. you think, well, you, you can dive, but you're probably going to get booked. Yeah. Now. Well, I think even though as a Liverpool fan, a lot of people and the referees have probably just gone, Dickhead, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for saying that because yeah. that's what I yeah, I yeah, think yeah. about it. You know, even though I'm, I obviously love Sadio Mane and he's he's a very important player for us. I just think oh, tool, yeah. you know, for saying it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is it is what it is. It's a situation that we're in. I think I hope we've got a strong video ref on on Sunday. I know uh, Oliver is refereeing the game, isn't he? Mm. He's probably the best you know ref in the league for me. Um, I just hope Martin Atkinson isn't on VAR duties again. He isn't because Martin Atkinson, well, he could be, I suppose, but he's at the Newcastle game on Saturday. He's doing Newcastle Bournemouth on so Saturday. So there's a good chance he might be VAR ref on Sunday, then, isn't there, if he's got a game on Saturday? Potentially. Yeah, double shifting over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, know, keep, you know, getting them ready. Double time, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, Martin Atkinson, for, for me, uh, some of the games I've seen him involved in, is not having a good season. No. Uh, and he's not having a good season as a VAR ref, and he's not having a good season on the pitch either. So... We'll see. And that, but can we please move on? Because I'm getting a bit stressed out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do not worry. He's that's that's as, much, uh, as much as I'm going to grill you today. I'm going to save it for next week now because you said Michael Oliver's the best. And when he inevitably makes a mistake on Sunday, I'm going to get you. I'm going to grill you again. Well, fair enough. I'll welcome that opportunity to uh, you know, go into battle. <laughs> this with is you, all just because you started the podcast with yo. Yeah. I know, yeah. You yeah I did ride. say I immediately regretted it. I'm getting punished for it. <laughs> okay, we'll let, we'll let Steve off the hook. We'll move on uh, and... After the break, we will be talking about a combined Liverpool and Manchester City 11 and getting your fantasy football tips ahead of the weekend. Football Social Daily, Premier League updates. I love my club. Every match, the manager, every player who's pulled down the shirt. Don't just talk to me about football. Talk to me about my one and only. I love my club. 
but I don't love them up the road. Listen to daily smart speaker updates for your Premier League team and your team only with Sports Social. Get closer to the club you love. Ignore the ones you don't. Just say, Alexa, enable Sports Social and choose your team. Football Social Daily, Premier League updates. Okay, welcome back to the Football Social Daily. It's Friday. It's almost time for Fantasy Premier League deadline sorting out. But first, we are going to look at a combined 11. It's a bit of a... It's one of these things that pops up every weekend. When there's a big game, people go tend to go to social media and give their combined 11s. And the last time me and Adam were on a podcast together, we boiled quite a lot of uh, urine Brilliant. by picking a combined Manchester City's current squad with Man United's 99 treble winning squad 11. And for, I'm still maintaining, I'm sure Adam will agree, with Fergal stitches up a little bit by making oh. by making us go for a 4-4-2. And then we didn't pick Beckham and yeah. I think we put Sheringham in instead of Cole. But, the, the, but there was reason, wasn't there? There was reason why we did it. Of course there is, but you yeah. can't, it was basically saying De Bruyne or Beckham. And I was going, well, I can't leave De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Yeah, 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 but he was on the right wing. And Beckham, he was good. Anyway, yeah. and it was going, oh, it was a, a strike partnership. And obviously I, I've sent Aguero's in there. And I went, well, there's no part of an Aguero and Cole because they do the same thing. So I was like, put Sheringham in. So anyway, you're never going to get anyone agreeing with you on a combined 11. Yeah. And also, do you know what I found out yesterday? Teddy Sheringham was in PFA Team of the Year in 99 2000. Well, there you go. So that just backed us up because everyone was saying, oh, Sheringham's the worst of of those six strikers. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. It wasn't at all. But anyway, so we did that and uh, it went so well on social media. <laughs> again. <laughs> that we're going we're gonna to do it again. So yeah. we're going to do it again for Manchester City and Liverpool this weekend. So I, uh, I've i made one for social media, and which is brilliant as well because uh, every time I comment on, uh, every time I put something on social media and it's slightly to do with Liverpool, Steve pops up on <laughs> in the comments and he just puts laughing faces and he's like, ah, funny this, yeah. you're taking the mic. <laughs> but he never, he never offers any explanation. <laughs> so now I've got you. Yeah. I know I said I'll let you off the hook, but now I'm going to put you in the gallows because now it's your turn. Okay. So you, so there's three of us here. There's a City fan, a Liverpool fan, and me as a neutral. A Newcastle fan, so I don't know anything about decent teams or good players <laughs> or anything. So we're going to go through 1-11 to 11 and pick our combined Manchester City and Liverpool current squad. This is going to be hard. This, I'm and you. it might be tough. And Steve might start throwing punches. And Adam's been with two wrestlers this morning. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you, I know, yeah. yeah, I've seen the pictures on social media. <laughs> if anyone sees me on the street, you know, I'm, I'm not the type of guy they paint me as on this on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, okay, okay. So what right. formation are we going with, Omar? Right. Cause... So we go. There's only one formation to go for, which is four three three. Because that's the, that's God. the team. Yeah. That's what both teams play. Yeah. So uh, let's start. So basically. We're let's assume Edison. Should we assume Edison's injured this this week? Because well, I think he'll play. Well, I was. Ah, of course he's going to play. I right? Think, do you, you not go for the strongest eleven for both of them? Because obviously I don't want Claudio Bravo can't be anywhere near it. Okay, <laughs> go for it. So right, so Ed, let's say Edison's fit. Yeah. And let's say obviously Allison's fit. Allison. Fight <laughs> Edison all day. Allison. And You're going to get a like casting vote, Sam. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Right, for me, all of it. Uh, so uh, Allison, uh, for me, um, Golden Gloves winner last season. Yeah. Uh, Champions League winner, Copa America winner. Um, I, I think that uh, he's Brazil number one as well. So you know, Brazil fancy him over, over Edison. Listen, 
They're both great keepers. They're both fantastic, and it is a flip of the coin, which I've said many, many times on this podcast. Um, for me, what, what's quite interesting is the fact that um, Alisson's last game for Brazil was the Copa America final, and obviously got injured in August playing against Norwich. Brazil haven't won a game since with Edson <laughs> in goal. Um, I just think that he, he just shades it for me. If they're both fit, he just shades it. But like I say... You know, there's going to be a percentage of people that are going to go for Edison all day. I've not got a problem with that. I just think it's so kind of minute that, that you know the um, uh, you know the variables in it, if you like. The only thing for the only thing for Edison for me is that he does kind of dictate the way that we play out from the back quite a lot. Um, and when we got him in, we saw such a big change. I mean, he tried it with Bravo when he brought Bravo in, and there was obviously you know. Some, <laughs> there was some clear issues with him, but he, he he played it out from the back. But he just made most of the time just passed it to the opposition's players. Uh, we got Edison in, and he's basically you know the yeah. old cliche he could play up front and all that with his feet. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he is. But do you know what? Uh, yeah, if we're gonna make, I, I would say Edison, but I'm happy for either of them to go in there because I think there's not much in it at all. Absolutely. So whatever you, oh, well, you've got the deciding vote here, mate. Well, if so, you say Edison, I'm not. I'm, I wouldn't be the end of the world because so, I can see it. So it's one vote for each. Yeah. My two pence worth. I I agree with Steve that it's a it's a literally hair's width yeah, between absolutely them. Absolutely, I don't yeah. think there's much between them. However, by virtue of being better with his feet, I think Edison gets it for me because just concede, just concede more goals. Sheets. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you've got big Virgil at the back, so you're <laughs> right. You can kick the right. ball. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the one thing I think about Allison is. You think I? You think of the mistakes each goalkeeper's made. Yeah. And I can't think of an obvious one where Edison's made a mistake. And I can think of Two. Allison last season. Yeah, it was the Man United one, wasn't it? Uh, when he's parried the cross into, I think it was Martial, wasn't it? He's parried the cross into, and, yeah. he's, and he scored at the cop end. Yeah. And the Leicester back heel. That's what I was going to say. What, the Leicester, he, um, he tried, to, tried to do the Cruyff turn. You know, if we're going to be honest about it, you know, it was a hospital pass from Van Dyke that put him all, ca- in, well, all kinds of it. But so does that mean Van Dyke Dijk- 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 doesn't get into yeah, this yeah, team? Van Dyke's not getting in the centre. No, they're both brilliant keepers. Absolutely great. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's move on to. To, um, right, let's move on to a tapping. And I, I think well, left back, oh, Andy Robertson, Mendy Robertson, Zinchenko's injured. Angelino is is an option. Not it's, Robert, it's Robertson all day, isn't it? Yeah, Robertson you don't is. matter who's fit for City. Robertson is the best left back in the world at the minute. Yeah. Think, not in the what? world, but uh, who's, you know, who's better than him? Then? I just don't like the guy. <laughs> I'm joking. No, he's good. He's good. He's good. No, he's good. I, I, Marcelo is he not. top top level though? Of course he is. He's a Champions League winner. Yeah, but so Jimmy Traore. Um, oh, too, too <laughs> <shame>. <laughs> no, no, he's got me there. No, um, no, Robertson clearly is, and on his current form, he, his assist rate, his work rate, everything. He's a fantastic. And he's player. having goals in this season he is, as well, isn't he? There's no question. It's Robertson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to centre-backs because there's a bit of a, an issue here because there's a fair few injuries between the two teams. Matip's injured, uh, Laporte's injured. Uh, but we're going for, for Everyone's just the best. Fully fit. Everyone's fully fit, aren't we? Are we? Yeah, that's what we said, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually, yeah. Yeah, go on then, go on. So centre-back person pick, for pick me two. Is, is, is Laporte and Van Dijk. You're Laporte and Van Dijk. Ah, see, this is why I was dead... I was, Tempted to say, let's go on current form because it's, okay. it's a shoe in, isn't it? Yeah, Laporte and Van Dijk. They're the best, they're the best two centre halves in the league. By, yeah. by, it's not even close, though, is it? You know, yeah. the, 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 the you know, and it chasm works, between them it and works the rest perfectly as well because one's left footed and one's right footed. Yeah, so even absolutely. if they played together, they'd be absolutely yeah. amazing. And together. you know, let's have it right when both teams were, were after that kind of elite level centre half. 
they were both after Van Dyke and Laporte, you know yeah. what I mean? And Kula yeah, Bali, yeah. I think, was third option for them both, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, so that's that's done and dusted, yeah, it's isn't it? Gotta be. Um let's move on to right back, because I think there's a bit of a, a bit more it's a little bit more fifty fifty here for me. Uh Walker, Trent Alexander Arnold, who else have you got? Uh Cancelo. Nathaniel Klein. Nathaniel Klein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, go on. Uh, Adam, I'll go to you first. Um, right, I'll be honest. I, I've, I rate Kyle Walker highly. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant player to have in your team. Uh, I think he's been quite unlucky with the England calls recently as well. He's been, he's been overlooked, you know, wrongly in quite, a, mm. in my opinion. Mm. I think he's he never he's never let City down. He's rarely made mistakes. Decent goalkeeper as well. He's good in net. You know, he's <laughs> a better he's, Bravo. He's good, <laughs> yeah, he's, good, he's our backup keeper. Uh, no, he's a he's a good player, but uh, Alexander Arnold is. Absolutely unbelievable, and it pains me to say it. For a 21 year old kid, he is. Wow, what a player. And, and you know what? My mate, I've got a mate who's a Liverpool fan, and he was telling me about this guy. And I watched him a couple of times, and I thought, mm, got caught out a few times early yeah. on. And I thought, all right, okay, maybe it'll, it'll be a couple of seasons, they'll play him you know, here and there. And next thing you know, he's week in, week out. And I've never, his delivery, his crossing, his set pieces. <sighs> Unbelievable. I mean, the fact that, you know, what, you know, even 18 months or two years ago, he's just, he's stepping up and taking the ball off players that are vastly more experienced than him he's taking the set pieces in the Liverpool team that goes on to win the Champions yeah. League mm-hmm. he played such a big role in that final as well mm. I'm going to say Alexander-Arnold yeah I'm going to say Trent as well um, it's close oh, though for, for, yeah just for, for everything that Adam's just said um, and I think that Liverpool are quite blessed because they've got full backs that score goals and put in a hell of a lot of assists, assists as well uh, and for that basis I think if you're looking for uh, strengths and, and opportunities to score goals and, and, and murder teams down the flanks, you've got to go with Liverpool's fullbacks, really. OK, so that's two votes for Trent. For what it's worth, I would have gone for Walker. Really? Yeah, because, and it's it simply comes down to this, Walker is a better defender defensively. So, for example, one of the one of my issues, I love Trent's, Trent's crossing is better than anyone in the league as a right-back. Yeah. Probably only like De Bruyne or someone could get near him as a well, centre midfielder as a, as a crosser. I mean, Carragher made the comment in his commentary, didn't he, last week that, that, that it's he, like De Bruyne at right back. Yeah, and people are now saying I think Gary Lineker's been I think tweeting, he'd been drinking. Uh, possibly. <laughs> uh, you know, but I think uh, Gary Lineker's saying that he'd love to see you know Trent playing uh, in midfield. And mm. well, he you know, came he came through quite a lot of the youth system in midfield. He did do, yeah. He? But so, you know, what he's saying like you know one position at a time, and I think. He's he's got ambitions to be Liverpool captain. I quite like that the fact that he's put that out there that he would like to captain the team at mm. some point. Mm. Um, he's a Liverpool lad. I think he's going to be one of them lads that potentially is a one one club man. I think he will be. Um, you know, I think uh, even when people come knocking for him, I think he'd probably go more right here. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I can he can achieve all these goals at Liverpool. Do you think he can move forward? Do you think he could move forward and play a little bit further? I don't think he, I don't really see a massive benefit to it if you're playing four three three. There's not really. He's any kind of doing that anyway. Yeah. You know, because it? I think you know we, we we've kind of Liverpool and City again at the forefront of having these kind of bombing, you know, fullbacks that can kind of go on and overlap in midfield for that three midfield and just murder teams. And I think that's yeah. why City and Liverpool are, are so successful. Other teams have tried to replicate it. Tottenham have had a go at doing it and failed miserably. Yeah. Um. You know, I think other others, even teams that have been relegated, have had a go at it and they yeah. just can't do it because Pep and, and, and Jürgen are just so far ahead of everyone else in terms of methods and, and, and how open-minded and willing to try new things they are. It, it's it's crazy, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Trent. Okay, so Trent gets that 2-1. to one. Uh, Let's go into midfield. Start with, uh, so we've got three midfield, one defensive and two sort of number eight, kind of. Okay. 
so defensive mid Fabinho. Got Fabinho, Fernandinho, Rodri. Oh, Rodri's injured at the minute, obviously, but for the purpose of this team, yeah. you you could have him. So we're going like one deeper and then two. Two, yeah. Two. yeah. yeah. Uh, if 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 it was two years ago, I'd say Fernandinho. Yeah, yeah. Uh, think, yeah. Just because he's like, look, he's still a, a vital part of City squad. Fabinho didn't play for his Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. Two years ago, yeah, yeah, it'd have so. been easy. <laughs> no, but you know, if we were talking the the Fernandinho of eighty months ago, two years ago, just he's getting he's getting on a bit now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I just think the level of what he can produce, don't know, he's still a, a a really important part of City squad, and I think he stepped up this season. Yeah. I think he's probably played. Pro- Played more than he probably imagined to be playing actually this season. Yeah, with um, the centre back. With crisis, the centre, you know, yeah, yeah. he slotted in there. And he's done a good job for us, to be honest. He's yeah. been all right. Uh, but Fabinho, for me, when he first signed, I thought, oh god, what have they signed here? Yeah, I thought it took him yeah. a while to get into the it, team. It took as well, a bit didn't to it? adjust, didn't it? I think. It, what he's playing him at different positions, wasn't he, and stuff? Yeah, and, what Liverpool do, and certainly Jurgen Klopp does when he signs a player. And it was funny with Fabinho when we signed him because they just got a Sky Sports alert saying Liverpool complete the signing of Fabinho. Nothing in the press linking with us. He was just, the deal was done. It was on the website, he pictures in his training kit and all that. Um, you won't start at Liverpool straight away. He, he just doesn't do that. You know, you will get kind of the opportunity to kind of get up to speed in training. Certainly if it's a different intensity, which if you're coming from Monaco to Liverpool, yeah. it is a different intensity. Um, he come on and I think he had, I remember a game against Arsenal. It might have been like his second or third game at the Emirates. He had a shocker and we were like, oh God. Um, but since then... Uh, he's obviously got a couple of nicknames at the club, like one of them is Inspector Gadget because of his long legs and yeah. how he can kind of do stuff. And the other, I think uh, Klopp calls him Dyson, you know, because he hoovers everything up. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I think, you know, th- there's not many DMs in the world that are better than him at the minute. Yeah, I'd say, oh God, it's very Liverpool heavy this year. Well, it, I think it's from the back now. it will yeah, do, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, when yeah. we go forward, it'll go um, Man City heavy. Yeah, oh, yeah, do you know what? Fabinho, I can't deny he's class. He's gonna he's gonna be vital on Sunday in that game. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna play a big part. I'm on gonna Sunday. go Fabinho for the defensive role. I mean, City, you know, Fernandinho, um, uh, Rodri, if he was fit, I don't think he's even on the same level as Fabinho yet. You know, Gundogan, I don't think he's you know he's a good again. He's a useful squad player, but I don't think he's quite at the yeah. same level. You wouldn't gonna, put him in a massive game, would you? No. Uh, in that number six role. No, no. I'd go for uh, Fabinho. Mm-hmm. All right, two. Well, would have been three for Fabinho yeah. if if I if I was throwing my two pence worth in as as well. Um, let's go for the the other two in midfield. Silver, <laughs> De Bruyne next. Which silver? Uh, David. David Silver. Yeah. You yeah, go for David. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I go I for lo- Bernardo. Would you? Yeah. Bernardo Silver. So De Bruyne is obviously a shoe in. Uh, he'll do. He'll do. You knew you. I, I walked into that then. Narrowly edges out Jordan David Silver is because he, even now he's still unbelievable. Yeah. What a player. Bernardo Silva's class as well. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'd have Bernardo. Yeah, I'm going to go. Let's I'm go for De Bruyne Bernardo. and Bernardo then. Yeah, I'm going to say Bernardo. Okay. Um, but I think. You know what I would like to put in is that is you know give an honourable mention to, to say Jordan Henderson. No, no, to oh. Wan Alden because he's he's even though he's not made the team. Wan Alden is underrated, I do think because his evolution in the last twelve months has been superb. Yeah. The, the role he's playing for the Dutch national team and he's banging him in left, right, and centre for the Dutch national team. He's he's you know doing more for Liverpool now. Um, but yeah, you know it's got to be Silver and uh, Bernardo and um, and Kevin De Bruyne. Bernardo and Kevin. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, let's move on to the the front three. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, there's, so someone's going to get left out here. Mane, because... Firmino, and Salah. <laughs> oh no! no <laughs> come on. Uh, all right, let's let's go for it. 
Who who are we having? The uh, I'm, I'm going, going for. Uh, Let's start with the wingers. You're going to say, "Oh, this is hard." So uh, there's Mane, uh, yeah. Sterling, Sane. It could even. No, it's got to be Mane get and Sterling on the team, flanks. Mane and Sterling. For Mane and Sterling over Salah. You know, if we're going to have it completely, look at the form Raheem Sterling's yeah. in uh, and what he's doing. You know what? And I seen an Why article. Am I, sticking up for I know, players, yeah. I seen, <laughs> I seen an article yesterday on Sky Sports, and um, and even though Raheem Sterling is having a great season, and again, you know, when we when we sold him and got fifty million off City for yeah. him, we thought don't want to lose the lad, but we've not done bad there. You know, out of it, he's going to be worth I think f- four times that now. Yeah. I think he's a two hundred million pound player if someone did try and sign Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Um, well, there was that thing in the in the press that was weirdly leaked on well not leaked but reported thing. on Monday and it was like bail plus 70 million for well, Sterling well that would mean that, that they rate where's bail the other 70 million come from do think yeah. they'd think they'd rate bail over 100 million still which no. yeah, even if, though bail's tremendous he's not an 100 million pound player no, anymore not at all. especially at 30 years old I yeah. think he's he's like I was talking about this article on Sky Sports and it said has Raheem you know joined the elite which is Ronaldo and Messi don't think he has known. I don't think it's fair to say that. But I think in terms of how the lad has evolved over the last twelve months, on and off the pitch, yeah. you know, and what he's kind of doing uh, without going into the, the subject of racism on the podcast, um, because that's a podcast on its own, as we know. But <laughs> it's um, the way he's spreading the message and he's using his reach to, to, to do it. everything about him is top class at the minute. Yeah. And I think he's get he's added goals to his game, which was me- you know was missing. Um, and yeah, as a, as a Liverpool fan, you know you've got to still have a bit of objectivity and say, you know what, if you, if it was between the two, you probably would go with him, you know. And and, and I'm just being realistic about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say um, Sterling definitely, and then for me the other one is it's kind of for me it was between picking from Mane and Salah, but Mane seems to be the one at the minute that's that's got the form. He seems mm. to be the man that's doing the job for for Liverpool more than. Or than anyone. Uh, so I'm going to say for me, Sterling and um, Mane. Yeah. And then Aguero up top. Mm. You going with Aguero? Firmino's well? a great player. Firmino is. Yeah. In the, in the system of those three. Yeah. Unbelievable. You can't. You can't. You can't not play Aguero. It, it, you just can't do it. And but I think you know the bench is another conversation because yeah. I think the bench were City, Liverpool are you know from the back uh, are obviously very top heavy in this team. City from an attacking point of view are a bit you know have the balance on that side. I'd probably expect a similar story on the bench really. You know to be quite an equal split between the two teams. Yeah. Um, th- that's a team that you know when we want to play that we've just picked. You know what I mean? <laughs> and. Um, yeah, it's it's testament to them two managers what they've built really. I think it's that it's that good a team that even we could make another team of the team of the players we've left out, and, it, and that team could give a very probably as good as two yeah. teams you could possibly get. Well, you know, you've got you've got two of the best three in the world, goalkeeper wise, fullback wise, you've got kind of some of the best options in the world. You know, centre halves, you've got some of the best options in the world. Yeah, and um, you know, in midfield you have, and, and up top you have. So it's uh, but the B team would equally be the same. I think the uh, B team would finish top two in any league because in Europe, you, you know you, you probably can't. You know, you're looking at uh, you know Firmino, Salah, uh, you know being in the you know maybe Genie Wijnaldum, maybe kind of Rodri. Um, David, you know, David Silva, yeah. Fernandinho, Rodrigo, Edison or Allison, yeah. like I've just said. So yeah. you've you've got Walker. two teams between yeah. Walker, you know, crazy, um, who could just kind of probably walk, you know, romp it. Uh, but great times, it's a good time to be. And I think the two teams really have just got to enjoy this era that we're in. Um, you know, because like say Jurgen's got two and a half years left on his deal at Liverpool, well, two and a half seasons. 
you know, Pep steel expires the end of next season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, none of them are making any noises about extending, are they? Um, so I think we've just got to enjoy this time while we can because I think, you know, Jürgen will go back to Germany uh, probably to do the German national job after uh, the next World Cup. Um, and I, th- I think Pep will probably end up in Serie A. Uh, you know when when the contracts are done, mm-hmm. so we've just got to kind of enjoy it and 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 see and whoever hope whoever comes in next continues to entertain us in this way, you know, and 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 and, and do it, you know. And I think if we've signed Kylian Mbappe by then, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've seen that nonsense going around yeah, uh, yeah. Twitter, um, you know, and even like it's on the, all the gossip columns today. At Liverpool are doing a deal, two hundred fifteen million pound deal Jesus for him. Uh, you know, believe we, that because uh, because Mohamed Salah is going to Real Madrid at the end of the season, and it's just like. Who writes these things and goes, tell you what, lads, let's put that out. Yeah, and, yeah. You know what I mean? That's going to get, it's just ridiculous. Well, a very, I was going to say a very diplomatic end to the uh, to the combined 11 yeah. there, but then it went a bit dreamy with the, with the Mbappe chat. But yeah. run through the 1-11, the to 11, so we picked uh, we picked Edison in goal, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. And then we picked uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold at right back, Andy Robertson left back, Laporte and Van Dijk in the middle, and then midfield three of De Bruyne, David Silva, and oh, Fabinho, no, Bernardo, Bernardo Silva, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, yes, Bernardo. Yeah. We went for Bernardo, didn't we? Yeah. Two Silvers, always getting mixed up. Uh, and then we went for Mane, Sterling, and Aguero up front. So no, no Salah or anything. All right, so that wraps that up. Um, get us, get involved if you want to. If you want to tell us, we're all talking out our backsides. Um, oh, people will. Yeah, I'll give you Steve the email address when he leaves the office. <laughs> um, but yeah, you get involved with us um, at Sports Social on Twitter. Search us on Facebook and Instagram as well. We're 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 everywhere where you are: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything like that. All right. So as I mentioned before, there's a Friday night game tonight. So the deadline for your fantasy football team is seven o'clock tonight. That's Friday. So if you listen to this on Saturday morning, sorry, lads, you've probably missed it. <laughs> um, but to get some advice uh, is our self... We've sort of given you this nickname, haven't we, Kieran? A fantasy football guru. don't know where it come from. don't yeah, even know who either. it came up with. <laughs> but because you did so well in the first few weeks and you've continued to do well, we're, we're sticking with it. So we've got a few, uh, got a few questions for you from, right. the, from the, the guys that listen to the podcast. So the first one, we'll go straight into it, is I'm well behind the front runners in my league. And all our teams are slowly morphing into the same team. Who can I bring in that might give me the edge that others won't have? And that's from Greg. Uh, yeah, tricky one. Um, we are I've, getting to that point, aren't we, where yeah, at least so, so five so or the, six are the same. The, the, there's a template. There's, there's sort of yeah. a broad template. Uh, I think there's still enough differentiation. So, so I'm in two leagues and both of those leagues have a slightly different template to each other. Uh, I will repeat the advice I'd normally give as well, though. It's like, don't look what anyone else is doing at this point. Uh, follow your own guidance. Get players in because they're good, not because they're different. Um, so if a template emerges because these are all the highest performing players, uh, you'll end up further behind if you're just going for people because only 1% of users have them at that point. Uh, that said, you can look at whether people are making common mistakes or you think that there's a bit of insight in there that no one else is spotting. Uh, so traditionally, you tend to move away from people who are running into bad fixture forms. So the worst, the worst teams for fixtures across the next five game weeks are you looking at Sheffield, Everton, um, City, who I do think are form-proof. So five City players, I don't drop them because they have five tricky games. I'm probably captaining them through all, all that as well. Uh, but you also got West Ham, Brighton and Villa. Now, the tricky one at that point is that I don't think anyone has a lot of those players anyway. So just going into form, you're probably going to keep a lot of the template. Uh, but where I do think 
um, you might be able to potentially get a steal is that everyone's moved away from Salah and Liverpool are going into a great run of games and he's only on 27% ownage which is still high but for Salah that's the lowest he's been probably for a couple of years now yeah. so actually you've got probably the highest scoring player of the game so it becomes a differential option against the templates so everyone's moving into Mane and Sterling and other areas so my top tip would be to jump on Salah for the next five game weeks I mean they've got great fixtures uh, they've got Palace uh, Brighton Everton Bournemouth and Watford across the next uh, five after City so it's a great time to get on terms of players who people might jump off the bandwagon there you go Mohamed Salah who would who, have ever thought that Salah would be like a genuine tip like get him in he's quite know, good a rogue <laughs> one yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll move on. We've got another one from Tommy who says, uh, do I need to start shipping out Liverpool players with their fixture mayhem that's coming up? And who do I bring in if that's the case to replace Mane, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Divock Origi? Why has he still got Origi? Uh, well, yeah. Origi. Origi. <laughs> yeah, that's my uh, my first question is, um, like, I don't, they haven't really got fixture mayhem, have they? Are we talking about that, that off week? Their own yeah, game week 18? I'm assuming it must be the, the Club World Cup thing. Yeah, so they've got, I think, they're the first team to suddenly have a fixture gap. And if you've got three, then that becomes a bit tricky. Mm. Um, but you've only got one. And they do go straight into an away game against Leicester, so it is a bit tricky. But all I do is I'd say it's far too early to start thinking about that regardless, particularly because they have this great run of five games. Mm. Um, so I would keep them. I would roll a double transfer into that week where they, they don't have a game. And then you can make two transfers and swap out a couple of players and then bring performers back in. But I definitely want to move in before that. Like I said about like before, Salah is the one I would jump to. So if I would just move Liverpool players around, I won't get rid of any. Salah's top for shots on target, top for shots in the box. I think he's going to be a standout across the next six game weeks. So <laughs> my advice on that team would be drop a Rigi, do something smarter <laughs> with that. Yeah. But um, beyond that, um, I'd say keep, keep your Liverpool players, ride it out. Okay, uh, and one final one. We've got Hussein who says, uh, I need more money for strikers and I'm prepared to sacrifice my def- my defence. Who are the best slash cheapest defenders on the market right now so he can upgrade his strikers? Because uh, John Lundstrom's getting expensive, isn't he, by well, the way? Yes, yeah, I was just saying, so the problem with the cheap ones is people jump on them really quickly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're still cheap, but they've all gone up about 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6 since the start of the season. Uh, I think everyone knows them by now, so I'm probably just repeating the obvious, but you've got Rico at uh, Bournemouth, who's doing very, very well at 4.3. Uh, third highest for chances created across all defenders. Um, has a decent run of games, not great, but decent. Uh, Lundstrom, as you've quite rightly pointed out, 4.8, plays as a midfielder. Uh, Sheffield have a bad run of games, but I almost think that guy's fixture-proof because he does get on the, the chances created and goals scored. So I'm I'm terrified of leaving him out of my team. I never <laughs> thought I'd be terrified of leaving a 4.8 Sheffield defender out, <laughs> but somehow we've ended up in that place. Do you know what? Uh, so- the, the funny thing with Lundstrom is I looked at him last week and I thought, right, who can I... I need to stop other people gaining on me when because mm. I haven't got Lundstrom. And I looked at him and he's more expensive than any other defender I've got now. Oh, he's, he's the most expensive. Oh, you uh, just oh, have sorry. a really cheap barring, defense. Oh, sorry, Robertson. 
yeah. So the only one I could actually save money on is Robertson. Yeah. So I'm so I'm playing him over 5.5 defenders at this point, like yeah. Leicester defenders. He's like one of the first in my team. Also, I have Trent Alexander and Robertson, so they are the first ones. Um, but he's definitely up there. And I'd also look at uh, Soinku, 4.8, Leicester. Yeah. Um, probably third best defensive fixtures across the next game weeks as well. So Bandy's they're all under five. last week as well, didn't he? As well? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you, you don't buy for his goals. It is his first one. Yeah. Um, he's way, way down on shots on target and all the other measures. But solid for clean sheets. Um, and as I said before, like Lundstrom for clean sheets as well. Sheffield United, surprisingly, in like the top six for defensive um, like shots and target shots in the box so I, even though they have tricky fixtures they're probably going to get a couple of clean sheets out of them too ok any more tips any more random little nuggets of advice <laughs> you've come over no, I, I say just, random I, I know I just you, you put a lot I go follow your own principles don't worry don't start buying players just because other people haven't got them there's a reason the template exists it's because it is good differentials are for late late stage of the season where you need to secure a lead or, or just get that last couple of like 30 points to push you over a league rival so stay stay good stay true follow form follow fixtures follow underlying stats <laughs> very philosophical end to the podcast today very impressive uh, thank you Kieran uh, thank you also to Steve and Adam for, for not fighting over the uh, the combined 11 never that, uh, never that we put, that we put together <laughs> <laughs> yeah the rematch is Monday morning we'll get uh, it'd be like KSI Logan Paul but no one would be interested <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry lads um, but yeah you're not a comedian here <laughs> everything's different when I do the podcast I, I hammer I just hammer Steve and try and make, make try funny to. jokes <laughs> and I haven't once mentioned Adam Sleeveless t-shirt that he's wearing in the it's podcast true. today. You've not <laughs> I had wrestlers in, mate, on my radio show, didn't I? So yeah, you've got enough. guns like Adam, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. There's another comedian in the room now. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow morning with a full preview of all the Premier League games. But uh, catch that then. And if you're if you're going into Fantasy Premier League this weekend, good luck. Hopefully you won't catch me at the top of the Sports Social League. See you again on Monday. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.